earnestly seek to commend yourself to God as an approved worker who has nothing to be ashamed of, handling the word of truth with precision. We're glad you're joining us for today's program, A Word from the Word, with your host, Pastor Tom, who will unpack for us the richness and beauty of the Bible's original languages as they bear on key words and concepts from both Testaments. Our hope is that your walk with God will be strengthened and deepened, and both your understanding and application of God's Word will be enriched, and you'll be drawn to love it more and more each day. And now, here's Pastor Tom. This broadcast of a word from the word to bring you the special announcement and inform all you agents that a critical mission is underway. Our commander in chief, Jesus Christ, is calling all special agents to enlist in this special mission. Will it be an impossible mission? We hope not. In fact, we're counting on you to enlist for this critical mission, or it may self destruct in your lifetime. And now, here's our regional director who will bring us up to speed on our mission's parameters. Hello, fellow agents. Thanks for attending this online briefing today. Let's begin our session by briefly recalling our organizational mission statement. In our official handbook, in Agent Matthew's Diary, Section 28, Subpoint 19-20, we find this entry or as I like to call it, marching orders. Sometimes I even refer to it as a word from the word. So, highlight this mission statement in your briefing notes I've prepared for you today. And keep in mind, these words are from the commander himself. I have been given complete authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and recruit new agents from all the nations, enrolling them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Instruct these new recruits to obey all the directives in our official handbook, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the mission. So, agents, I'm curious, when you hear this word mission, what do you think of? What picture does it paint in your minds? I'm sure we all have some stereotypes from our upbringing, don't we? And those stereotypes are probably highly restricted to isolated locations and types of jobs. Well, agents, I'm here to tell you, we need our mission parameters, our spiritual horizons, so to speak, greatly enlarged, and I'm arranging for us to survey the territories around us. In other words, look at the times and realize that the times can actually aid us in determining our mission. Well, let's take another look at our official handbook, another entry in Agent Matthew's Diary, Section 16, Subpoint 1-3, says... Two squads of enemies came to our commander, attempting to blindside him and test him, demanding a sign from heaven. But he recoiled and said, When it's evening and the sky is red, you discern it will be fair weather. Yet when the sky is red and foreboding, you discern there will be a storm in the morning. Apparently you know how to discern weather patterns, but you're unable to discern the signs of the times." Now, agents, when our commander-in-chief was in active duty, he and his garrison were in occupied territory. Many in their enemy camp didn't realize his rank. Some even suspected he'd lead an uprising, so they were cautious and watched his every move. 
Those under his command kept alerting the civilian population that a rescuer had finally come, the very rescuer they had been expecting and hoping for for quite some time. They were all very anxious about this, and a subdivision arose among them and banded together to single-handedly fight the oppressors. You see, the times were ripe for a rebellion to break out. But the commander was wise and discerning, able to read the times. He knew how to rally his troops stealthily and yet accomplish his mission, enlisting one agent at a time. Get this, agents! Our commander knew his mission parameters like the back of his hand, and he instructed those under his command over and over to adopt his mission as their mission. At the same time, he was quite aware that each squad member had been individually outfitted to do their part in accomplishing the overall mission. He was counting on them to work together in squads and companies and not lose sight of pressing on to their common goal. In fact, just listen to what our official handbook says in Agent Mark's diary, Section 10, Sub.45. And while our commander's key point here is Sub.45, I'll ask you to read his full entry in Sub.42 through 45 on your own. But here's where one of our commander's personal mission mantras surfaces. I urge you to memorize it, agents. It shaped everything he did while on active duty. For even the commander-in-chief did not join the mission to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Now, I'm going to ask you all to step outside the box for a moment. Think of your own squad, your own company that you are a part of. Does your squad or company have its own mission or vision statement that's compatible with our commander's? And is this statement reinforced regularly? Does it appear in any of your company's literature? Maybe even its electronic communication? Do your squadron leaders or company commanders in their ranks perpetuate this mission statement and rehearse it with you all? When you're out in the field, do you embrace your squad's mission and seek to live it out daily, weekly, or monthly? Have you figured out how you personally fit into your company's mission endeavors? And are you conscientiously aware of how you are personally fulfilling that mission? Have you bought into it? Have you embraced it? Can you recite it from memory? Can you say, agents, that according to our official handbook, your squad or company is fulfilling its mission statement? Can you articulate it to an outsider and give a reason for what you believe and the verifiable convictions you hold to and subscribe to? How long has your squad or company been operating under their mission statement? Is it still valid? Relevant? Does it need to be overhauled or modified to fit the signs of the times? Well, agents, let's listen up once more to what's said about our commander in our official handbook. This time, another entry in Agent Matthew's diary, but not from him exclusively. Listen to a statement made by an angel to the commander's earthly father, Agent Joe. And this entry is found recorded by Agent Matthew in Section 1, subpoints 20-21. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, 
or in his original language, Yeshua, because he will rescue his own people from their sin and rebellion. Think about this, agents. Perhaps you've been outfitted to be on the rescue mission. Perhaps this is your calling. Perhaps you're in the right company because your company's calling is to be on a rescue mission. Remember, agents, our overarching mission or vision statement that was articulated by our commander-in-chief is this. It's the big-picture mission. Go and recruit new agents from all the nations, enrolling them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Instruct these new recruits to obey all the directives in our official handbook, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the mission. And so, all our little picture missions, our specific local expressions, should dovetail into this big picture mission, so that we're all on the same track, working together in all our squads and companies, fulfilling our commander's directive, and actively engaged in his mission, here and around the world. Perhaps some of us may be taking our cue from a well-known agent from a previous time in history. I'm speaking of Agent Paul. You've read about him in our training manuals. His memoirs are in our official handbook. In one of Agent Paul's documented memoirs, he said in his letter to a company of Romans, paragraph 16, line 20, "...the God of peace will soon crush." And in his original language, crush may also mean bruise, shatter, or trample Satan under your feet. Now some elder statesmen among us, experts in interpreting some segments of our official handbook, propose that Agent Paul may have been hinting at an ancient prophetic revelation in the opening history section called Genesis, section 3, sub-point 15, which states, From now on, you, and this reference to you is a reference to the serpent of old. We know him as Satan. So you and the woman will be enemies, and your offspring and her offspring will be enemies. He, Satan, will crush your head, and you, Eve, meaning Eve's descendants, will strike his heel. And agents, please keep in mind that we must take our official handbook, not just at face value, but we must consult related entries that help us to see the bigger picture, or see the meaning through other agents' eyes. For example, right before this sub-point in Genesis section 3, we find these helpful words. So, the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this... And this refers to tempting even Adam to fall into sin. You will be punished. You, Satan, are singled out from all the domestic and wild animals of the whole earth to be cursed. You will grovel in the dust as long as you live, crawling along on your belly. Now, agents, what's really awesome is that Agent Paul occasionally shares aspects of his own mission statement. In other words, he testifies to the mission parameters of his own life's work and calling. In his same memoir addressed to the Roman detail, in his introduction, that is, section 1, sub-point 16, he states, I am not ashamed of the gospel mission, because it is the power of God that spiritually rescues and delivers everyone who is putting their trust and faith in Jesus the Messiah, first to the Jewish people and then to everyone else. In addition, in Agent Paul's letter to the Galatian Regiment, section 2, sub-point 20, he states his mission parameters in these words, I have been co-crucified with Messiah, and my own ego no longer lives, but Messiah now lives in me, and the life I now live in my body, I live by trusting and believing in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. 
Now, agents, I realize we've been kicking around this term mission, and we even refer to one of Matthew's personal diary entries as the Great Commission. So perhaps now's a good time to actually define the term mission, so we're all in step with each other. How does that sound? Okay, so here's a couple of good general working definitions. One, a mission statement generally defines what something is, why it exists, and its reason for being. A mission also defines what one's target audience is, what services or products one offers, and also may describe the geographic location or locations where one operates or functions. And two, Mission statements may also describe an important goal or purpose accompanied by a strong conviction, calling, or vocation. Think about your own squad or company. Do they satisfy these definitions? If not, what does your company's mission statement motivate its agents to do? Does it provide a goal or purpose for them to pursue? Now, let me just say this, fellow agents, mission statements can't function in a vacuum. So in today's briefing, I've brought with me some mission statements of some well-known fast food restaurants. Now, don't laugh. These are pretty sophisticated mission statements. You can tell that the composers of these statements really meant business, and they take their mission seriously. I'll even go out on a limb here and say to you that some squad or company mission statements pale in comparison to some of these well-articulated mainstream restaurant mission statements. Just listen and judge for yourselves, and listen how some of these have inklings of spiritual truths and parallels in them. First up, McDonald's. McDonald's mission is to be a customer's favorite place and way to eat and drink. This corporate mission statement highlights the significance of customers as the business focus. In its mission statement, McDonald's Corporation emphasizes becoming the favorite of target customers. Based on this aspect, the company considers customers' preferences as a major determinant of its business. For example, to become such a favorite place, McDonald's develops its menu and recipes to satisfy consumers' preferences with regard to fast food products like burgers and fries. The components of the corporate mission statement focus on two points. One, becoming the favorite place, and two, becoming the favorite way. As a fast food service business, the company develops restaurant designs and layouts to optimize productivity and customer experience. Whoa! Just think of how your squad's mission might be more productive and effective if you had a mission statement that paralleled McDonald's. All right now, next on the docket, Burger King. The Burger King mission statement is simple yet profound. It is stated as this, and I quote, The Burger King Corporation moves proudly into the future with over 50 years of experience tucked safely under our belt. As a brand, our company has never been stronger. We've got millions of customers who we love to bits. And our executive team, along with each of our individual employees, ensure our customers always receive exceptional, consistent service, as well as burgers, fries, and drinks. Hmm, I wonder, agents, if your squad or company always gives exceptional, consistent service. Makes me recall our commander-in-chief's own words, for even the commander-in-chief did not join the mission to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. All right, next on our docket is Wendy's. Here's what documented by the Wendy's company. 
At Wendy's, we're all about serving up fresh food, even if it means going the extra mile. Hmm, sounds like our commander, doesn't it? When you walk through our doors, we do what we can to do make everyone feel at home because our family extends through your community. Hmm, I wonder, does your squad and company gather together and seek to create that same kind of atmosphere? So Wendy's statement continues. Our founder, Dave Thomas, believed everyone has an obligation to put back into life more than they take out. He founded Wendy's with the belief that a company should do more than just sell a product or service. Dave taught us to treat people with respect, do the right thing, and give something back to the communities where we do business. Be a change maker and donate your spare change to the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption coin canisters at your local Wendy's restaurant. Now listen up, agents, because here's a direct quote from Wendy's own commander-in-chief, the late Dave Thomas himself. You earn your reputation by the things you do every day. Next on our docket is Subway. The Subway Company is an American sandwich restaurant known for its unique servings, rarely found in many other joints. This company has managed to position itself in the market through its strategic market segmenting and unique branding style. Subway's mission and vision statements reflect the ingenuity that goes into making it a global restaurant franchise with one of the fastest recorded growth trends for over 50 years. Their corporate vision statement indicates where the company is heading, and their mission statement highlights the activities enabling the firm to get there. So, Subway's vision is to create and redefine restaurants as a place where everyone feels at home, while Subway's mission is all about being a healthy and a favorite restaurant on the global level. Most importantly, their vision and mission statements work hand-in-hand with their core values that influence the overall operation of the company. Subway's goal intertwined in their vision and mission statements is to be the number one quick-service restaurant franchise in the world, while at the same time deliver fresh, delicious sandwiches together with an exceptional experience. Their emphasis is to create a legacy in the industry. Therefore, the following elements are key. First, being the number one quick-service restaurant in the world. Two, second, providing fresh, delicious sandwiches plus an exceptional experience. Third, being at the top of their game as a normal practice, resulting in being the best both locally in the U.S. and in the global market. Fourth, ensuring that they only serve the best dishes and accompanying their product with customer-specific services for that distinctive experience they create. And last on our docket is Chick-fil-A. I chose Chick-fil-A last because this fast food restaurant has more obvious and more direct parallels to our own mission parameters. So, agents, here's what Chick-fil-A says. Chick-fil-A doesn't have an official mission, but expresses it through its purpose to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us, to have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. Hmm. Did you hear that, agents? Can we all say that about ourselves? Founder S. Truett Cathy stated, We should be about more than just selling chicken. We should be a part of our customers' lives and the community in which we serve. Wow. Short and sweet. And to the point, right? 
Well, agents, as a retiree, I recall two of my most recent companies where I served. One company's mission statement was, Our company is a community of believers intentionally sharing Christ's love by loving God, loving people, and proclaiming God's word. The other company's mission statement, which they called a vision statement, is to expand the kingdom of Jesus Christ by being a beacon where love resides and is expressed through God's uncompromising word. Now, these two mission statements hint at something that was key in the first century company of agents. And for this explanation, I'll need to introduce you to two important Greek words, kerygma, spelt K-E-R-Y-G-M-A, and didache, spelled D-I-D-A-C-H-E. Kerygma appears in our New Testament in its verb form, K-E-R-U-S-S-O, Caruso, because it's an action word and means literally to cry out or proclaim and is associated with proclaiming, declaring, heralding, announcing, and publishing. It also has a close association to a word we all know, evangelize. So, fellow agents, partnering with the charisma is our concept, didache, meaning teaching, but more specifically, formal and methodical teaching that helps bring about spiritual maturity. Agents, did you notice the emphasis on disciple-making and teaching in our Commander-in-Chief's umbrella mission statement? Let's refresh our memories in a more traditional language. I've been given complete authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples. In other words, recruit new agents from all the nations, enrolling or baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them or instructing these new recruits to obey all the commands or directives in our official handbook. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age or mission. Fellow agents, isn't it interesting that our commander-in-chief's great commission, as we have come to call it, does not say go and make converts, but rather go and make disciples. This should give us pause in that if we pride ourselves in making converts, in evangelizing the masses, in winning people, yet do not follow up and disciple these new converts in an organized and formal way, we have failed miserably in both our mission and our co-mission. And fellow agents, let's take a quick minute and define co-mission here, okay? A commission, or commission as we commonly call it, is an authorization or command to act in a prescribed manner or perform prescribed acts. It also includes the authority to act for, in behalf of, or in place of another. We see this practically lived out in operating in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. The 3,000 that accepted Peter's words on Pentecost devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Notice, agents, what I call the Fab Four, teaching, fellowship, sharing meals, and prayer. So, agents, I want you to judge your squad or company. Yeah, this is what you do. Can you follow through on the commission? Simply ask yourselves, in my squad or company, is are they practicing the Fab Four? If not, I'm sorry to say, you're not carrying out the great commission. Well, agents, today's briefing session is winding down. So as a final exercise to today's briefing, I'm going to invite each of you to compose your own personal mission statement. 
You've got a lot to draw from as we went over not only our Commander-in-Chief's umbrella mission statement, but listened to several past agents' mission statements from their diaries or memoirs. We also became familiar with some mainstream restaurants' own company mission and vision statements. These should get you stoked to write your own. So, this is your assignment, should you choose to accept it, which I plead with you to do. Our briefing today has been called Mission Impossible, not amen, amen. You're dismissed. Well, fellow agents, we're at the end of our session. The broadcast will close with an email where you may write me. I appreciate those of you who write in and share your feedback. A few listeners recently wrote in regarding the new series. Oh, that verse means that? One commented on session three, to judge or not to judge, where we discussed Matthew 7, 1 with, good message as always. May we never judge unless we take a long look at the mirror and take a moral inventory ourselves. Another wrote in commenting on session four, be still and still be wrong with, I loved your latest podcast about Psalm 46.10. Truly insightful. It's pretty crazy how much we can twist scripture to make it fit our own narrative. Well, thanks for those kind words. And friends, remember, podcasts of a word from the word are posted at faithtalk1360.com. Just search the menu for local program podcasts. And friends, a word from the word is a listener-supported program. So Christian Radio in general and a word from the word has not been immune from the challenging financial economic times we're in. So please consider and pray about financially helping keep a word from the word on the air. Just email me for the details. Thanks for listening today, friends. And remember, Jesus loves you. I'm Pastor Tom with a word from the word. Friends, if you would like to let Pastor Tom know what this program has meant to you, email him at a word from the word at minister.com. That's a word from the word at minister.com. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.